Welcome to Level 10 Mastery with Ben Lawler. On this podcast, we interview the best and brightest in all walks of life. By doing this, we help you, our listener, become the best version of yourself. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Level 10 Mastery. Today, we have a very special guest, a good friend, a mentor, thought leader, part-time comedian, philanthropist, father, husband, and business owner, Mr. Sean Benson. Sean, how are you, brother? I am great, Ben. Thank you very much, guys, for having me on today. Yeah. Well, tell us what's uh, what's new and exciting in your world. Quite a bit, actually. Um you know, I have a three-year-old, so that's not quite new, but it's new yeah. to me. Um, still new every day, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, I've got a three-year-old daughter named Alina. Um, so Alina tell Ray. us about Alina. What's what is she into? Uh, she's into just about everything around the house. Yeah. So she um, she's a piece of work. She uh-huh. is uh, already taken after me as far as uh, not afraid of anything, a little daredevil, right? Uh, charismatic, funny, and just um, you know, just. She's beautiful. I, I enjoy some of death. those clips on uh, social media, man. It <laughs> seems like she's just a, just a ham. She's following in your in your footsteps. Yeah, she is, and she's just starting to start get shy about things. But uh, you know, I try to tell her not to be shy and, uh-huh. and and don't be afraid to try anything and really open right. her mind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of of childhood, mm-hmm. take us back to your early years, your childhood. What was that like for you? And what were some of those? you know, life lessons that you learned at a young age? Yeah, you know, as a, as a kid, I was very, very shy, actually, extremely shy, um, which is funny now uh, to, to, to picture. When I tell yeah. people that, they just don't believe it. But right. really, I was extremely, extremely shy, didn't talk in school. Um, you know, if I had to stand up and, and give a book report or a, a, a class lesson of any sort, I just wouldn't do it. I was terrified, petrified. Um, would sweat and just panic and create mm-hmm. a lot of anxiety. Now, at the time, I didn't realize that's what was going on, but um, it petrified me. So I just wouldn't do the work. Or sometimes I would do the work, and then at the end of class, try to slip it under the stack of papers uh-huh. and hoping to, to still get a grade, right. but um, I always got a zero. So. Right. So at what point did that change? Was there a turning point or a mentor along the way that really helped you, you know, become the man that you are today? Yeah, I think my father, my dad, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's the opposite of shy. He is not yeah. afraid of anything or anyone. and Very outgoing, very outgoing. charismatic. Very much. Um, and he um, was always telling me I was good enough and telling me to not be afraid to do this or that. And, uh, you know, I didn't believe it at the time, you know, when I was younger and through my teens and uh, even early adulthood. Um I just, uh, my inse- I had big insecurities, mm-hmm. you know, um, but uh, he pushed me to do things that I didn't want to do. He made yeah. me do the um, uncomfortable things. Sure, step uh, out of the comfort <clears throat> zone and try those things that you wouldn't ordinarily do on your own. Right, and I highly encourage people to do that, and that might make you cringe already, listening uh-huh. to that, but uh, yeah. really, it looking back, um, it was uncomfortable at the time, but... It made me become who I am today. Any specific examples of a time where maybe you just you were on the fence about doing something, but your dad kind of pushed you, and it's like, Sean, yeah. you really need to give this a shot. 
you know, I, I would say the first thing that comes to mind would be my um, uh, the first radio commercial I ever tried to do uh, with my dad. Okay. Um, what year I, was that? Oh gosh, let's see, uh, probably two thousand six or seven. All right. Something Walk us like through that. that. What was that? What was that like for you? Uh, Nerve wracking, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, my my dad, for those of you who don't know, was was really big into radio advertising and some television advertising, but. Yeah. Um, very charismatic, and um, uh, so I always had a big. Um, I was under his shadow, under mm-hmm. you know, under his sure. wing quite a bit. You had some and, big shoes to fill. Yeah, um, so high expectations. So, and I just thought that just seemed so impossible for me to reach. So I would never try. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that first time uh, we did a commercial together, uh, it was so bad that I forced him to not air it he wanted to <laughs> even though you know he he was proud of it uh, yeah. because i tried right and he knew that was a big feat for me um and i think his goal was to show me that it's okay mm-hmm. that nothing bad will happen you know sure our fears we create inside ourselves um we think the world's going to end something big yeah. and powerful is going to take us down but it's nothing no. it's really nothing so um, I thank him for that. And uh, because of that, that was step one of me getting over that fear. Right. And you've done a number of radio commercials since then. Yes, sir. I have. Man, that is awesome. Well, take us back even before that. Sean, what was the first, uh, maybe the first job that you ever had? Oh, gosh. The first job I was, um, I worked at Bob Evans with okay. uh, a longtime childhood friend, Sean Kennedy. Um, and really, I don't know how they didn't fire us the first day uh, or the second day. Yeah. But uh, we made it there. Uh, he stayed there a lot longer than I did. But um, it was uh, it was a job I didn't I didn't know that I had to be serious at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that was uh, I learned a lot. Sure. That uh, that it was time to to grow up. You know, I mean, I was 15 years old, uh-huh. um, 14 or 15. I can't remember. Okay. But, but yeah, that's that was my first job, and um, I worked with a friend. So, you know, we we didn't take it serious, probably mm-hmm. because my best friend was there, and we goofed off quite a bit. Right. But uh, but uh, my second job that I recall was uh, working at um, well, I did um, I did some uh, telemarketing. Okay. Uh, in high school. What was um, the um, What was the company? It was for American Equity Mortgage. It was okay. my, my dad's former mortgage company. Yes. So yeah. And uh, I would come in um, after school yeah. for three hours, uh, three, three days a week for three hours a, a night. And, and I would call customers asking them if they were interested in refinancing their home, paying off any credit card debt, or, or adding any home improvements. Um, and uh, I didn't do real well because here I am 42 years old. I still have a young sounding voice. So yeah. when I was 17, I sounded about eight years old probably. <laughs> so, so, so that was part of uh, the problem. And, and I just wasn't confident at sure. that time. Uh, had some insecurities and um, you know, that breeds through the phone. You know, if you're smiling, they hear mm-hmm. it. If you're not. Definitely. But if they sense anything wrong, whether you're selling you know, money or a widget, um, that's where a person just hangs up or they get off the phone right. or they move on to something else. That's right. Wow. And again, it goes back to kind of failing forward. Correct. You know, and learning and I, through some of your challenges, learning right. through mistakes, learning what works and what doesn't work in and, life. And, and my dad, who was uh, my boss at the time, um, knew what he was doing. Again, just trying to throw me into the most uncomfortable position for me. Mm-hmm. You know, he could have given me a... a 
assistant job of some sort sure. or, or stacking papers or, or faxing papers. Or, Absolutely. You know, fax machines were big back then. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> but uh, he, he tried, he knew, he saw something in me yeah. that I, that I couldn't see yet. So, okay. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. How about pizza? Did you have a stent in the, uh, I did. In the pizza business? I did. That's right. I forgot I told you about that. <laughs> so, so walk us through that, man. What was, what was that like? Because that had to be challenging. Yeah, so uh, right after high school, um, me and a couple friends again, we're, we're all working at Pizza Hut in St. Peter's where we grew up. And, um, you know, I met uh, some people I'm still friends with today mm-hmm. uh, there. And that was, uh, that was a good job for me because um, I felt real independent, you know. Um, and it wasn't really about customer service, even though you were delivering a pizza to the customer. Mm-hmm. It was more of the inside the restaurant is where I started learning some, um, you know, managerial skills. I would talk to the managers and, and learn from them and, and, and see their job. I didn't want their job. They wanted our job because as delivering the delivery guy, you actually made more than the managers. And they kind of resented that a little <laughs> bit. But um, exactly. But I was trying to learn from them, you know. Okay. But um it just wasn't quite enough money, and it wasn't a big career move for me, but but it was fun, and I, I don't regret it at all. So, Wow. Yeah. Well, fast forward to where you are today. Tell us about, about Vincent Mortgage and you know some of the changes and some of the things that have happened here over the last couple of years. Yeah, so Vincent Mortgage, uh, my brother-in-law, Kevin Vester, and I bought the company from my dad in um, 2014. Okay. Um, that, that was a big deal. So the, fast forward, like you said, I, this is the first time I've really fully owned a true corporation. And uh, overnight, all the responsibilities were put on my desk. So, so that was a, That's a lot. big change. And how's it been going over the last four years? It's been going really, really well. So we've, um, we've had to transition. So the, the day we started, we started transitioning to a, a different type of client. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was when we first started in the purchase market. Okay. Working closer with realtors, helping them grow their business, um, and adding something that other mortgage companies couldn't, and that was show them how to market. Okay. Market themselves. So tell us about that. How do you show someone how to how to market? What does that look like? Well, we sponsored the Realtor of the Month, um, our top realtor that gave us the the most business or that we worked with closely. Um, we would award them some television airtime. And, um, and no other company was offering anything like that. So on top of that, we start showing them how to work their Facebook pages and things like that to really free social media. That's, that's really easy if you work it and make it enjoyable. You yeah. know, nobody wants to see 4,000 pictures of your dog, no. but they want to see one or two, you yeah. know. But uh, Everything in moderation. That's right. So tell us about social media. I mean, this day and age, does that play a big role in, in your business or just in business in general? I think so. Um, of course it does. You know, I think in every business it does. Mm-hmm. Um, but in our business, it's, uh, there's a lot of trust that yeah. goes into it. So sure. um, luckily for us, you know, we've been a, a name in this, in this market alone for, you know, close to 30 years. Absolutely. You've um, got a lot of name recognition here in right. town, and, and a lot of people really respect you and, and what you do. Yeah, good. Thank you. Um, and, and you're right. You know, it's a, it's a big trusting purchase mm-hmm. that they they have to trust who they're doing business with. Sure. And that's why, you know, our one of our mottos is the name you know and trust. You know, yeah. that's Vincent Mortgage. That's who we are. Right. Um, and we go the extra mile that a lot of other companies don't, um, whether it's somebody who, who's had a hiccup, whether it's been a bankruptcy or mm-hmm. a, a late payment uh, a few years ago. We can work with that. 
Yeah. You know, where uh, most other companies say, oh, there's something wrong with you. We don't want you. Push you to the side, yep. move on to yep. the next one. Yep. Whereas you'll go a little bit deeper. You'll get to know that person, understand them, and right. and truly find how you can help them. Right. Because we've all had a, a hiccup somewhere, some way. Yeah. And we're understanding to that. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of companies just want the easy, quick win, mm-hmm. and it's not about the customer. Sure. You know, so yours is, it sounds like yours is more about the, the long-term relationship. Absolutely. You know, working with that person for the rest of their life. But not only that. It's getting to know their friends, their family, their coworkers, getting great referrals to other potential customers. Exactly right. Yep. So, um, like every business, you know, we appreciate every good referral, and um, a lot of times a referral will not be ready for a home loan yet. Mm-hmm. And we like to help show them what they need to do, yeah. and we stay in touch with them to make sure they are in line to buy a home in the future. Right. You know, it almost sounds like farming. Yeah. Right, so I grew up on a farm in Southern Illinois. You plant that seed, right? You don't reap in the same season that you sow. But whenever the time is right for that potential customer, right, they know who to come back to. Benson Mortgage. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah. so tell me this. I mean, Sean, you're obviously not the only uh, mortgage operation in town. I mean, what kind of sets you and your team apart from the uh, from the others? Well, first thing I would say is community involvement. You know, I'm very proud of the. Um, amount of work that we do to help others in this town yeah um and other towns um but st louis is home yeah so um you know we've always 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 given back and Mm -hmm. um i was taught to do that by my great-grandmother yeah um she she gave everything she had and would give more Mm -hmm. um and she was just a a a true blessing and uh, i wish everybody got to meet her but she was the definition of family first, money second, happiness forever. You know? Okay. Family, money, happiness. Yeah. And if you do it in that order. Yeah. You know, and of course there's going to be other things, and, but that's a simplified version of mm-hmm. how to live a, a very easy and happy life. That's awesome. Well, speaking of community involvement, tell us about some of the uh, operations, organizations, uh, nonprofits that you get involved with throughout the year. Yeah, we're actually, um, well, the, I just got the paperwork on, on one that we're, we're making a 501C, uh, 501C company that's uh, called Rooms of Hope. Okay, what's so that all about? Rooms of Hope is um, an idea that Jeff Pfeiffer had, a good friend of mine, longtime friend. And, um, you know, I've had a lot of uh, family members and friends pass away due to cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had a lot survive. But um, the ones that um, passed away, I really take it to I take it personal mm-hmm. because um, there's really the, nothing that could have been done um, for them. And sure. it, you know, after a while, I just start to get angry. Yeah, you so feel helpless. You feel helpless, and um, you can only do so much or say so much to make someone feel better temporarily. But mm-hmm. when a disease is really going after them, you know, I wanted to do something. So uh, Jeff, his mother passed away. And uh, he had a friend as well. Um, but he um, had an idea that he wanted to do for his mom, but she had passed and he didn't get to do it. Yeah. And that was he wanted to, uh, he's a painter by trade. Okay. So he wanted to go paint her room, you know, put her name on the wall or a famous quote or stencils and right. and put a new TV on the wall and, and new bedspread and kind of dress it up. Sure. And, um, excuse me, I said, um, that's a great idea great 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 idea and easy you paint bedspread stencil you're simple in and out. You're, you're effective life-changing correct 
and, and it shows them that somebody cares mm-hmm. because my friends that were in that situation or my grandmother who she fought cancer and beat it four times awesome. or three times and the fourth time she decided to let it win yeah. um but she uh, but they get confined to their room yeah people stop visiting after a while and mm-hmm. they become lonely and depressed um and they feel you know their time is either in their bedroom or at the hospital um and so rooms of hope was just taking their bedroom giving a little spice showing them some love and um so we've transformed our first room recently uh, which turned immediately into two rooms it was okay. for a little girl yeah and um it turned out she had a little sister so we couldn't leave her out so well, you have to we, do the little sister yeah, right so on the fly we shifted and did two rooms the same day um but we had the help from uh, beck's construction who okay. donated a bunk bed um to the the one little girl and then um kelly lassiter um, she's been a great help she's involved as well um you know she you know at the end of the day uh we realized that kelly put half the room on her credit card and we said okay all right kelly. all right we got to do something yeah. here because we can't do this out of our pocket for sure. everybody exactly um, as much as you'd like as much to. as we want to you need a village to, right. to really make this thing run right so um we're just getting the, the final legal part of it set up yeah and um yeah we, we plan to to help a lot of people in our community that um, just need a little boost. Sean, uh, that's absolutely awesome. So for our listeners, and how can we help this so, organization? Yeah, so we have a, a Facebook page called Rooms of Hope. Okay. And um, I think there's a link also on my Vincent Mortgage website. I'm not sure. If not, I'll put it on there Okay. Uh, after Excellent. this. Excellent. We'll put all of those details in our yeah. show notes as well. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, so Rooms of Hope. And uh, if you know somebody that that could benefit from this. I mean, we've already had a, a few people donate uh, a few dollars, which helped us get the first mm-hmm. two rooms done. Yeah. Um, and the plan is to have an event or two and, and raise some money and help everybody. That is absolutely awesome. Yeah. Sean, changing the community and uh, changing the world. That's right. All right, so let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, Sean, back on the, the business side, mm-hmm. um, how does a person become the, the best at their craft and their particular industry? Are there any tools, tactics, routines that maybe you've picked up over the years uh, that have really helped you uh, to get to the top of your game? Well, I think you have to be passionate about what you do. Um, for example, like I mentioned before, we dig deeper than the average person, mm-hmm. so um, than the average mortgage company. Right. Um, I think that's what makes us a little more unique. Um, but to be the master of your craft, I mean, you have to believe in your product. Mm-hmm. And um, I definitely do. I believe that helping people save money on a refinance or giving the keys to their new home, uh, the dream of home ownership is, is amazing. Yes. So for me, the most rewarding thing I get is by giving those keys to somebody, getting the hugs, or people crying after we've saved them you know, $1,500 a month on their overall bills, bills that they've been spending. Um, is the most rewarding thing in the world, you know? Right. So um, it doesn't matter about the money. It's about helping people and the satisfaction I get coming to work every day to do that. Um, but I feel that passion that I have is mm-hmm. what makes me a master in my craft. Man, and I can see that on you. Yeah. Every time you. I talk with you, I can I can see, I can, I can feel your passion. You know, Sean, it almost sounds like, again, you're taking the focus off yourself and putting it on others. So it's the... Uh, it's kind of like the law of reciprocity. Yeah. Right? yeah and that's absolutely. how that's how you guys operate here. We do. 
Yeah, before the uh, the podcast this morning, Sean, we were talking about you know kind of um, you know seminars and uh, life changing events. Would you mind to tell us about the uh, that life changing event that you had recently, where you went yeah. out to uh, California? Yeah. So uh, I reached out to uh, a guy named Satima Galli. Okay. Uh, he runs a, a group called Man Wealth. All right. And Man Wealth is a um, mentorship that mm-hmm. um, focuses on, you know, the four key components of life: spiritual, relational, financial, and physical. Spiritual, relational, financial, and physical. Physical. Right. Got it. And and I felt that all four of those areas could use a tune-up mm-hmm. in my life at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, I had taken on a new business. Sure. Um, I had a daughter. Yeah. Starting a new family. A new wife. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot had changed in four years for me, and um, the stress was there mm-hmm. um, that I hadn't had before. Right. So um, in, in all those areas. So I thought uh, uh, the, the advertisement was speaking directly to me, as we were speaking about earlier. You know, the questions they were asking um, in this, in this uh, video on Facebook um, really spoke to me. Um, truly, truly spoke to me, and I thought this is a perfect event for me to attend. Um, all the signs were pointing me to go there, um, as we talked about, you know, um, and it was just, I just made that choice that day, and I've never done anything like that. I've never gone to any events like this. Yeah. Um, you know, I've read some books, and you've shared some books with me as well, and we've Absolutely. had a lot we've, of conversations. We've talked about it a lot over the years, but I'm, I'm intrigued by this specific uh, event. Yeah, so I, I highly recommend people looking into it. Um, okay. How would a person find out or, or learn manwealth. more about Manwealth.com, M-A-N-W-E-A-L-T-H. So can you kind of, without sharing too much information, could you kind of walk us through the process, you know, what that looks like, start yeah. to finish, and, and maybe some of the biggest takeaways uh, that you got from attending? Yeah, so, um, you know, we showed up... Um, like I said, you know, it was the idea was to really break you down um, physically and mentally, kind of like a mini boot camp. And mm-hmm. I don't mean any disrespect to those who have gone to the real boot camp, but um, the same pre- uh, premise was there to to break you down so that you would open your ears and your mind to listen to the message. Okay, um, kind of break down that wall and just be right. just be open. Right. So to there changing was a, to yeah, growth. So, exactly. So there was a physical component to it that really wore you out Mm -hmm. Um, and then a lot of classroom lessons um, and then you would turn and teach that lesson to the person next to you and vice versa and uh, this was just a small group of of eight eight men were in my group yeah Um, they also do one for women but it's uh, same sex so we were all eight men there all business owners or CEOs or um, um, self-employed of some way Mm -hmm. uh, or 100% commission jobs right and um, everybody left there um, with a strong bond as brothers no in, in a matter of four days. Wow. I mean, you, it, it, I can't even begin to tell you everything that they do, um, and I don't want to share everything um, sure. you know, for their privacy of their system, but absolutely, a, a very powerful program that transformed my life in a matter of four days. Incredible. It was unbelievable. Yeah, how about leadership? Did you talk or did you learn much about By the way, I was not paid to say that at all. Okay. It might sound like it, but that's how much I truly believe in it. Wow, and I could feel it. Yeah. I could feel that uh, that passion. Yeah. Because that was a game changer for you. It truly was. It and really it was um, it was a game changer, but it wasn't 
that I had to learn all these new things. Mm -hmm. All they're doing is reminding you of how easy it is to live the life that you want to live. Yeah. And all you have to do is stop doing certain things that are holding you back. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I have to do more. It's actually do less. Okay. And, And that's the biggest takeaway I took away. And I told them that at the end, you know, they said, Sean, what, what is it going to look like for you? How are you going to live this life outside of here? Cause right. it's real easy to do when we're in a high intensity program for four days, mm-hmm. when you leave here and go back to St. Louis, yeah, what are you going to do? I said, it's real easy. I have to do less. Okay. And they were kind of like, wow. Okay. Well, we haven't heard that one before, <laughs> but, but that was my take on it that I've been doing so many things that I didn't want to be doing anymore. Sure. I just have to stop. Absolutely. It's that easy. Eliminate those things that you don't need to do. But focus, it sounds like, on the, the priorities. Yeah. Focus on the things that are most important to you. And, and I'm lucky, too. A lot of us are that I have a, a beautiful wife, beautiful daughter, mm-hmm. and a business. So I have things that to focus on. You know, yes. Some people may not have as many things like that, or they're struggling because they're lacking in those areas. But mm-hmm. you're not going to find or fill those areas if you're unhappy inside. That's right. Yeah, you have to be whole <clears throat> yourself right. before reaching out to others or connecting with others right. or helping others. That makes a lot of sense. Well, speaking of, of people, Sean, you have an amazing operation here. Tell us about uh, kind of your leadership philosophy. How do you effectively lead your team, and, and what advice do you have for young leaders and managers out there that are whether they're running a five-person op- operation or a 500-person operation. Right. Um, I think that the message for me that I would give is um, treat your employees like family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you find out real quick who's on your side and who's not. And, yeah. and you don't want those who don't fight for you as well. Yeah. You know, if, if you're not proud to work for me or with me or side by side, mm-hmm. then we're not the right fit. Yeah. You know, um, we, we create a family environment here. So if there's ever anybody that does show up, a new employee, and they've got the wrong attitude, they stick out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. So and I they're just, not going to last long. They're I not going to last long here um, because I don't want our customers experiencing that. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't want my employees experiencing that. Um, yeah. You know, we create a really good uh, office environment. And um, that's just kind of how I've been taught, you know. Yeah. Anybody that's ever worked for my dad, and he's mm-hmm. had over a thousand employees, right? Um, you know, they all were happy to work for him. He mm-hmm. motivated them. He knew sure. how to take them to that next level. And a yes. lot of people, just like me, had no idea they had that potential. Right. For example, there's one gentleman who now owns his own mortgage company. Okay. My dad hired him from um, a Hickey Business School. Yes. Straight out of Hickey Business School. He left us uh, with a earning, I should say, a huge, huge salary, commission salary, and um, then went on to start his own company. Okay. But my dad saw the potential and told him he was this good and told him he was going to do this and Mm -hmm. told him, and he didn't believe it at the time. So I know he respects my my dad for that, as do I. That's awesome. It sounds like the the Pygmalion concept, you know, seeing a person uh, bigger than they see themselves. That's right. Right? It's easy to just... You know, let a person be who they are, but to see them bigger and to to raise their level of thinking—that's where that's where real leadership happens. Yeah. Um, so speaking of that, Sean, tell us about you know on a, a daily or weekly basis. Are there any um, um, principles or there, is there any wisdom that you try to follow or incorporate into your 
um, into your routine each day? Yeah, um, for me, and I try to bleed this onto the, the team here, is to um, keep it simple. Mm-hmm. You know, keep it simple, stupid. We all have heard that one, kiss, yeah. right? Um, but I say the four S's, simple success, swing, and singles. You don't okay. have to hit a home run every time. Just right. swing for those singles, you know. You know, four, four uh, base hits equals one run versus mm-hmm. three strikeouts and one home run, you know you've really upset three other people, three sure. customers. So yeah. um, celebrate your wins, mm-hmm. you know, little things. You know, it doesn't have to be your month-end paycheck, good or bad. It has to be every day was good or bad, you mm-hmm. know, because a lot of guys I've seen in this industry and other sales industries, they they wait till the end of the month and decide if they had a good month or not. Right. But you should know on day one how it's going to look at the end. You know, exactly. You really got to prepare okay. your week, your, your day, your month. It sounds like the uh, the compound effect. Yeah. You know, so making small, smart, consistent decisions over the course of time to achieve catastrophic results. That's right. I love it. And it all starts with them. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what tools I provide or yeah. what leads I provide or what software we use here. If you don't, if you aren't happy. Mm-hmm. Personally, and if you're not excited to come to work every day, yeah, you're not going to succeed. Okay. Well, Sean, we've got time for just a few more questions before we wrap up here. But uh, what do you think about on a daily basis that uh, that really gets you excited, that really gets you fired up in life? Uh, my family. Mm-hmm. My family gets me excited. Um, you know, I'm I'm 42. I had to think. Yeah, 42. <laughs> now I'm old enough where I have to check. Uh, 42 years old. Um, I've only been married for less than a year, and I've got a beautiful almost three-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. And um, I've got this new zest for life Yeah. that I've never had before and excitement. Um, I'm lucky. I'm very blessed. So every morning I wake up, and, um, you know, it's quiet. You know, I get up early, super early. So mm-hmm. it's quiet in the house. That's my time. And uh, drink some coffee and just kind of sit and appreciate. Um, I've got a great view off the back of the house. Yeah. Um, I just sit out there and just kind of appreciate life, which, again, is part of that transformation I went through. Yeah. Yeah. So walk us through that, kind of your, your morning routine. Do you have a kind of a gratitude practice or, or anything you do first thing in the morning before you really fire up the day? Because as soon as you get in the office, man, you have a lot coming at you. But what do you do in that first 30 to 60 minutes of the day? I uh, drink this ice-brewed Starbucks coffee (laughs) brought to you by Starbucks. No, Which will also be in the show notes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, but honestly, so yeah, I I drink uh, a cold cup of coffee. Um, I uh, sometimes meditate, Mm -hmm. uh, which is new to me. Yeah. Um, But, you know, at at first it was very awkward, and and that's okay. Um, But but there's a lot of benefits to uh, to meditation. There is. And what, what I was used to is looking for an immediate reaction result from something. But what I'm finding out is meditation can just take five minutes of closing your eyes and trying to think of nothing. Mm-hmm. And even if you're thinking of stuff, it's okay. Yes. And that's that's what I didn't understand at first. I thought I was doing it wrong. There is sure. no wrong way. You no. Know, just, Everybody has their own style. That's right. So just shut it down and think of nothing or try to think of nothing for just five minutes, ten minutes, uh, whatever. Um, and just kind of get a little bit of peace in the morning. And then I just walk out of the door happy every morning. Wow. That's a powerful way to start your day and a, a powerful foundation. That only takes five minutes. Yeah, I mean, who can't 
find five minutes in, right. the, in their day. Right. Right. If you Not can't, to say I don't honk on the horn in traffic in the morning. That might happen <laughs> still, too. But <laughs> no. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Sean, as we come to a close, what, uh, what calls to action do you have for our listeners? And uh, how can people find you on social media? Calls to action, I would say, is uh, my motto here around the office is ABI, mm-hmm. always be improving. I kind of stole it from ABC, always be closing, yeah. but always be improving. So what does that mean to you, ABI, For always me, be improving? You know, it's, it's really about yourself and everything else follows through. Mm-hmm. You know, always be improving yourself Yeah. Um, inside, outside, um, business-wise, family-wise, and that brings back those four components, physical, relational, uh, financial, and Physical. physical, physical, relational, financial, spiritual, and spiritual. <laughs> you can Nailed tell it. you can tell which one I need to work on right now. It's a spiritual. That's so right. yeah, yeah, and that's another new thing for me too. So there's okay. a lot of new things in my life, but yeah. um, those are helping me create balance. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Well, Sean, thank you again so much for uh, for being on the uh, the program. We really appreciate your uh, and your advice. Uh, your wisdom, the wonderful example that you set, not just for your team, but for the community. Well, thank you. For that, we are uh, very thankful. And I'm honored to be on here. Thank you very much, Ben. Level 10 Gladiators, thank you for tuning in to another episode. We couldn't do this without your support. If you haven't already, get on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, give us a review. Until next time, get out there and become the best version of yourself.